Each month, myself and other Irrational Passions members will play through a new game. Modern to retro, obscure to popular. Games we've played before and those we have. We'll be hitting checkpoints as we go and discussing our experiences. Play along with us and join in the discussion. This is Video Game Book Club. Welcome, everybody, back to Video Game Book Club. I am once again your host, Scott. Today, I am joined by, for the joining us for the first time, the final member to make his appearance on Video Game Book Club from IP, Mr. Logan Wilkinson. How's it hey, going? Hey, hi, it's me. I'm doing good. How you doing, Scott? Doing good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Yeah, good good week so far. Have a good Finally. Sunday. Uh, good, good Easter. Have I did have a good Easter. Yeah, Easter was a lot of fun. Um, I got some dominoes to really celebrate uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Mr. Domino's. And it was just a good it was a good time all around. So basically, um, you just slathered a piece of sauce on Jesus up? and threw some cheese on him. Because bread <laughs> is the body of the Savior, so... You just, so they, you just had some Italian Jesus bread. They buried the Noid in the cave and <laughs> closed the cave up <laughs> with a boulder. And, and three days yeah, later, yeah, he rose again, I'm the in. Noid. Claiming with cheesy bread crust and marinara dipping salads, yeah. got some crazy yeah, bread. That's a savior I can get behind. <laughs> it was uh, crazy. Be onto the crazy yeah. bread. You know it. Ooh. A face you all know and love if you've been watching Video Game Book Club for a while. He makes his return, Mr. Mike Burgess. How you doing, my friend? I, I I feel like it's I feel like it's been longer than it's actually been because I was like sitting there thinking I was like I haven't been on one of these in a while. And I was like wait I did like Ori like that, that was, was the like game a, before like, Thimbleweed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was just we like oh yeah maybe it wasn't that long ago. So. We had an extra week here and also during that yeah. extra week we went to PAX and we all <laughs> aged a yeah. thousand years. Yeah exactly. That <laughs> was like that was yeah. like ten years out of itself and you're just like yeah. oh <laughs> oh I remember book club. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a thing. Book club. Oh okay. Yeah. And, of course, the best boy that hits you with the hard-hitting, thought-provoking questions, like artificial intelligence stuff, Mr. Alex O'Neill. Hello, it's how me. are you doing, sir? I'm great, Scott. I hope you're doing excellent as well. I'm here to ask questions about AI and books and clubs, so I hope you all are ready. Like What's your favorite kind of club? Are you more um, like... Like a mall, or are you more of a, a fan of maces, or like spike clubs? Turkey club sounds pretty good. Ooh, yeah, going the Solid. going the bacon route, always the always the best Ooh. choice. The yeah. one with bacon. I got this is this is an Easter miracle. I got five pounds of bacon um, the day before Easter because it we couldn't so just add five pounds of bacon. I just, you just have bacon was thrust upon you. Basically, yeah. That I sounds five pounds. amazing. You know, you know who could use five pounds of bacon? The Noid, Doctor Lamb, because she needs a fucking chill. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. See, see how I just bring these. She needs to get porked. She was well, <laughs> maybe porked as in killed by bacon, but yeah, yeah. Best way to die. Best way to die. Death, Death by, by bacon. bacon. Yeah. It's the next Mission Impossible movie, I believe. Mm, I'd watch it. Just. <laughs> Mission Tom Cruise running from pigs. Stampede of uh, Pigs. Absolutely. I'd watch it. Honestly, I'd watch 90 straight minutes of Tom Cruise running. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It's probably out there. You could probably. It's the Mission Impossible. Six. Find the Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. 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 Spoiler. Good movies. But yes, this game picked by Mr. Logan is this. Hey. For the next few episodes, we will be doing Bioshock Two, mm-hmm. originally released mm-hmm. on February 9th, twenty ten. And with all of the first episodes of games, we like to do a little thing where we look back in the Wayback Machine and see what other games came out the year that Very this game excited. came out. 2010. Good year. It was a good I, year. Yeah. We had, I from high school in 2010. Very good yeah, year. We had Mass yeah. Effect 2 come out. That was huge. Like, I remember the uh, the marketing for that, the suicide mission. Um, it was like, yeah. like one of the first bomb casts I ever yeah. remember listening to was them asking Brad Shoemaker about alien boning, which was, of course, about Mass Effect 2. Yes. Hell yeah. Gotta get that alien boning in. Never played it. Uh, Fallout yeah. New Vegas. Obsidian uh, picked up the reins from Bethesda and made a very good, some would argue, the best Fallout game. With Ooh, Fallout New Vegas. Like Somebody would. I don't know. I'm super conflicted about Fallout New Vegas. Just because I played so much Fallout 3, though, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot more of that. I remember I bought it for my brother for the 360 for uh, his birthday or something, and he never let me play it. So, nice, dude. Yeah, good times. Good job, big I think Quinn likes New Vegas a lot. New Vegas yeah. is New Vegas has just too. recently yeah. got like a yeah. big um, mod patch where people added in a, a bunch of like cut content and stuff. I, I remember that recently. I like. I remember being very good and very cool, and it's probably mm-hmm. a better game than Fallout Three. But I played so much of Fallout Three that just playing more of it, essentially, but better written, I just couldn't get through. I think that was like my big feeling. New Vegas it. doesn't have Liam Neeson. Does not. Sure. And it's a lot of. There's a lot of, of desert. A lot of desert. Yeah. Lots of desert. Dark Siders came out. I Dark love that game. I, I love, love that game, game too. Great game. I like it better than ninety percent of the God of Wars. Whoa, that's a take. True. Okay. Like truth. Mm-hmm. Like the original Dark. Oh, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm kind of with so them. Good. Yeah. I, I get behind that. It had that learned... like hack and slashness that, of like a God of War, but it also had like the exploration and like Zelda and RPG mechanics. Oh, so good. And I love the lore of it. So good. Yeah. Dark yeah. Souls lore is yes. is like my shit. Super good. I'm yeah, it's super cool. Into it. I, just I wish need, Dark Souls three was better. I just need yeah. a Dark Siders four where everyone teams up and you can play with three of your friends and each of you is a horseman. No, we can believe that's that. what I want. That's I mean, my. Dream. I'd, I'd be I'd be fine even if it was just like you could swap between them like a single player game where you just swap between them. It oh, that would be sick even too. that even that would be cool. It sounds like they're probably Dark Siders four. Yeah. I think it sounds like they're probably gonna make Dark Siders four, but it's it's gonna be. Uh, they need to make it better though. It's gonna be a it's bit. Gonna, it's gonna be the last last yeah. person. It's gonna be Strife, and yeah. it's just gonna be him. And it's, it's gonna be a be cooking simulator because each game be has to be different. Sim- you know what? Be a cooking simulator. Dark Siders Mama, let's go. <laughs> Dark Mama, okay. Dark okay. Mama. Starcraft two came out, reviving this series with oh. Wings of Liberty. Man. I remember Maybe. the cluster in how angry people were that that was going to be an episodic game. Yeah. That was a and good I, thing. I, I feel That's like good. it was probably better for that game than it was episodic. Yeah. Sort of the story, mm. uh, definitely. Uh, I still haven't picked up the latest one, but I did play mm. a lot of Wings of Liberty. Void I'm Race for days. Nobody talks about uh, StarCraft 2 anymore, really, I no. feel. It's, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Esports have kind of shied away and kind of diverted from uh, or diverged from from the rts games i feel it's all about mobas yeah, man. you get your epm up in that shit now 
Let me tell you about how many items I can buy in 35 minutes, Logan. Oh, snap. Mm. Great. That's how good. many? A lot. Like 17, I think. 17? Like, all like right. Strong, like, that's like a strong build in a... Yeah. Those, yeah. those are all terms. And I jungled in the middle lane, and then I was ganked by the tower, and Jared, I Jared had Green to buy a teleport. In his mouth somewhere right now. And then I ulted before. and won the game. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta kill the creeps. The creeps, Kikori, yeah. Kikori came and he, and he gave me mm-hmm. some stuff. Yeah. We write you know about I mean, video games. Some stuff. We <laughs> professionally write about video games. I just like to remind everyone right. watch it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption One came out. Love that game. The first game I've played on this list so far. Yeah, Red so Redemption good. One. Really liked Red Dead Redemption. Fantastic you know DLC with uh, Undead. <laughs> I already knows. Wait, wait, no, Logan. What is Red Dead One better than? I don't know. Hey, yeah, it's a better video game than Red Dead Redemption Two. In fact, some might say like demonstrably better in fact it's some might say it's oh, like an actual game i'm that is enjoyable. right there with you I, um, I, but also i'll acknowledge my inherent bias as red redemption 2 is the white whale and bane of my existence so it's it's, it's basically the anti-logan call me ishmael <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. red redemption 1 is like such a i think special game and like mm-hmm. it's one of those games for me where it's like even if you're not a big rockstar fan there are still a few games, I think, kind of sprinkled throughout their run that would still appeal to you because they're just so different than GTA. And I think Bully is one of those games. And I think Red Dead is one of those games. It's just, it's a really, really special game. And, like, what it does in terms of the Western genre and, like, turn-of-the-century America um, is fantastic. And John Marston is such a great character. And that cast is so brilliant. And that world is so alive and, like, vibrant. And the music is unbelievable like it's an incredible game and it is an incredible game and a giant sweeping epic game that's also really really intimate and it is all these things in 20 to 30 hours um, it's uh it's crazy to think that game came out nine years ago yeah, yeah. i agree to that it's may nice. 2010 yeah that was literally the month i graduated from high school i yeah. probably picked that game up right afterwards nice so good fable 3 came out and made me super angry at the ending yeah, man, talk about like one of the first big divisive endings to a game, Fable Three. Who people were pissed about that game. It jumps like a hundred days, and you have no way of knowing that, and then you yeah. just fucked. Yeah, it really like so angry. It very intentionally, wow. I think, still like, angry fight, about that. Fights the player. Uh, I wish I was into Fable because I've always wanted to be. Yeah, it's I like enjoy the games, but that just played three. That just mm, made. I played the first two. They made it. They hyped up the choice, like you'd have to make tough decisions and choices when you're king, and they turned so one-sided. It's like, do you want to build orphanages that help children and give free puppies to everybody, or do you want to build a sewage factory that disperses toxic gas into the world? It's like, well, <laughs> hell yeah, I'm going puppies. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> And then they fuck you for it. And then it's like you have leader, man. almost a third of a year disappears like that. Yeah. The best, in my opinion, the best Halo came out, Halo Reach. The love Halo Reach. Doubtably the Halo game that I'm most interested to play and that I've been told yes. to, like the only one that I would, yes. I would yeah. actually really Me like. Too. Yeah, Reach yeah, I really want to play it. I that is my favorite. I love that game. What they do at the yeah. end and yep. even the beginning. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait till it's in the Master Chief collection. You, Halo I'm Reach. You know what reminds me a lot of, of Halo Reach? Good. 
uh, Rogue One. I feel like, he, like yeah. Rogue One okay, is like yeah. the, the Halo reach oh, yeah. of the Halo franchise. Sure. Which is good. That's praise for me. I, li- I like Rogue oh, yeah. One. Rogue One's Same. very good. Especially with that one. I know how Halo Reach ends. Yeah. Like I know yeah. that moment, and yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, that is like a very end of Rogue One kind of moment mm-hmm. too. That's cool. I have not played Halo Reach. I want to. It's coming oh, to yeah. the. That would be a fun four-player co-op game. Yeah, we could. Uh, we could. Oh yeah, a fun stream of that. I think that would be. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna buy an Xbox Sad Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. And we got Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep. Never heard of it. It's a uh, Logan. Let me tell you about Zayanort. <laughs> yeah, from the origin story. Let me tell you about my boy. Can I Zayanort? I'm gonna tell you about the Keyblade, but not the Keyblade you're thinking of. Like the Keyblade, like it's the like Greek a Greek symbol. letter Keyblade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Leonard Nimoy's the, in there. Like Kai. I'll say like Birth by Sleep. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, Mark Hamill. Like you got these huge names that they added that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, like in both roles that they did really well. Birth mm-hmm. by Sleep yeah. is a really. I love game. Birth by Sleep. It's one of my one of my favorites of the series. But we're not here to talk about any of those games, even though we wait, could wait, easily... wait, Scott. Even though we just did, we did skip Alan Wake, and I, I do true. like. I feel That's true. <laughs> I like. I'm sitting here like looking at Mike, wondering if he's gonna say something. True. We did. <laughs> we did forget Alan Wake. Good game. Needs a like another game I've never sequel. played. Oh, that's like the most Logan video game. It is a pretty Logan video game. Yeah. Very Stephen King, very like northeastern town. Like, it's Mm -hmm. good. That's like, if I ever lure you into my home, home, uh, Logan, I'm going to make you play that game. I mean, I've been in your home multiple times over multiple years. I mean, just the two of us, (laughs) intimate, like, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Alex rocking those, like, uh, martini uh, briefs. Yeah. And stuff that he uh, he was rocking at PAX. Oh yeah, he's good in this. He did. Um, but yeah, you can you can go on. I'm sorry, uh, Scott. Oh no worries. You, Alan Wake deserved at least a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we are here for Bioshock Two. The initial hey. uh, checkpoint was to get through Ryan's amusement, and we're gonna mm-hmm. do things the format. We're trying something new with this episode. Uh, with the next few episodes, changing up the the format a bit so right now we're gonna kind of blast through in a few minutes of the rundown of what happened during the checkpoint then after that each one of us is going to get on our soapbox and we've come up with topics or like a thing we really want to talk about and then the rest of us will react and kind of uh bounce our thoughts off that idea so let's break down Checkpoint number one. Well, the game opens with a cutscene, and you are a big daddy this time, and you're following your little sister around through a party. Little sister screams, and you go all big daddy. You get, like, put in a trance of some sort, and then you shoot yourself in the head. Flash forward ten years, you wake up from this bullet-induced coma, and uh, you find out that... Sophia Lamb, the person that caused you or made you shoot yourself in the head, still alive and is now running Rapture, this under, this underwater city that's now in complete disrepair and disarray from the events of the first Bioshock, which we're not getting into, but we'll assume you know about. Uh, you meander around, you grab a lightning plasma, and now you can open a door because the door is locked and you need lightning. Uh, you Video continue games. on and you yeah. find a little sister... And are introduced to the big sister, who you then have to fight and kind of scare off. So, 
After that, a teacher named Tannenbaum contacts you and requests your assistance to stop Lamb and find your original little sister from the very beginning, Eleanor. She's alive. Mm-hmm. She needs rescuing. You have to go get her. Uh, Tannenbaum also in the first Bioshock. Very important yes. character in that game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah she's the um, the character that you help. You give the little sisters. You yeah, to. and that she okay. she's the one who snaps the Bioshock one spoiler. I guess, but like the one that snaps kind of Ryan and uh, all those guys kind of control over you is Tannenbaum. Okay. Oh, okay. She's basically like the like moral like compass in terms of like the good okay. side of things in Rapture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you definitely get that view from here. Like you yeah. see her the first time you see her is in like a little schoolhouse working with a bunch of cured or rescued uh, little sisters. Which is also important to note because she's the one who was like in charge of like creating the little sisters in Bioshock. Like yeah, she's like the the best person with Adam. Like I think. She yeah, and for... so she, her whole thing was that like she saw what they'd become and she really, like was horrified about that, and so like she kind of rebelled against that, and there's like a whole like kind of her own more arc, and you kind of there's an audio tape in Bioshock Two that you pick up early on that talks about her being like, I have to I still have to like redeem myself for what has happened mm-hmm. for like, all of them, and like I came back down here to find them because I saw more of them were getting like taken yeah. and disappeared. So. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of discover that you are one of the original first big daddies. Oh, geez. Lamb likes to refer to you as Delta. Um, I wish somebody t- called me Delta. Yeah. It's a cool yeah. nickname. Yeah. I'll change your name my phone Delta. right now. Yeah. Delta Senpai. Thanks, homie. Delta Senpai. Delta Montgomery Burns O'Neill. <laughs> Ken. Delta Chan. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Uh, you continue on, you get telekinesis, plasmid would let you then remove a pipe from some gears and open a big giant blast door, you kill some more splicers, you arrive at Ryan's amusement, but uh-oh, things are frozen. So you have to go through, and you find a dispensary that has incinerate, but you need Adam, so you then have to go and find a little sister, you kill her big daddy, so then you can adopt the little sister. And then you have to do a protect the VIP thing twice so you can get Adam to then buy the incinerate, which lets you melt the ice. And then you have to fight the big sister again. And then you kill that big sister. And then you can move on. And that's very generally what happened in the in this uh, in this checkpoint. If you're playing along with us, you understand everything I just said. Good summary, Scott. That yeah. was really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nice, quick, concise. We're going on to our soapbox topics now, where we basically mm-hmm. take something we experience in this first checkpoint and kind of discuss it amongst ourselves, and we kind of go round robin style. And Logan, seeing as this was your choice, you can go mm. first. What would you like to talk about regarding things that happened in this first checkpoint? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, because I feel like my big thing is I almost want to hear other people's because so obviously I'm the person who nominated Bioshock 2 and has kind of been one of the people who for years and has been like Bioshock 2 is good actually mm-hmm. um, or like it's your favorite Bioshock of, is you've, you've <sighs> claimed to that I, I don't think it's true like I think it ends better than Bioshock 1 for sure I think Bioshock mm-hmm. 1 is ultimately still like a better Bioshock but like mm-hmm. there are definitely moments where I'm like Bioshock 2 is like phenomenal i think like, yeah, i think it ramps so well like like because in my mind what i always remember is that bioshock 2 i did not like the beginning i thought the beginning of the game was bad 
Um, mm-hmm. And then basically every kind of new chapter area after that, it gets like steadily better and better and better. And like it ends really great. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the inverse of Bioshock 1. Um, but I think that Bioshock 1 ultimately is probably a better video game. But Bioshock 2 is, I think, really great and really clever and like is a really fascinating. I think mirror to what Bioshock one is um, in a lot of ways, like obviously being about like collectivism and like that kind of sort of thing. And then like the mirror to Andrew Ryan um, and the first game that we had with Sophia lamb, the kind of more like religious frenzied nature of things here. Um, and just the fact that it's still like a survival horror game, in a lot of ways like Bioshock one is and unlike Bioshock infinite, it's a neat video. It's a rad video game. Uh, and so for me, like, diving back into this now, I guess, like, the immediate takeaway thing that I'm most surprised by um, was that the beginning of the game isn't as bad as I remember it being, mm-hmm. um, which has been, like, a nice surprise. Cause, like, I remember it being, I've said for years and years and years, that, like, the beginning of the game is, like, rough. Like, it's not very fun. Um, mm-hmm. I remember it being, like, bad. And now playing it out, it's like, this is fine. Um, especially, like, before you get to Ryan's amusement, I was like, this is good. Like, I have no objections to any of this stuff. This is all fine still. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it more in depth later on, but, like, Ryan's amusement, I think, is still really good. I think it's also, like, a little long, a little drawn out. Um, but, no, like, for me, I guess it's just, like, the game is better than I remember it being so far. And this mm-hmm. is the part that I thought would be the weakest. So, like, going forward, I'm fairly encouraged, right? Like, I've been hopping around a little bit here. Like, I have no beef. I've never had any problem with, like, the big sisters and those fights. I've never thought they were, like, terrible or bad. Um, I never thought that it was, like, terrible or bad to play a big daddy. And even now, it's like, all right, I'm a big daddy, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, like, anything kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm, I'm almost more curious to hear what you guys are going to talk about in your soapbox and then have that conversation. Um, so. Call and response. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I one of the ones you guys have I, more passionate feelings. I feel like yeah. I mean, like I, the thing is, like I'm I'm kind of like with you. I think like the intro is fine. I think uh, one of the one of the things I brought up is like how much of a like this is very like one of the soapbox topics I, mm-hmm. I had to specify was like this is like of an era of sequels that yeah. like the beginning part of it is like you played the first one. Here's the second one, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I think Dead Space 2 is, is very much like we played that um, not too long ago. Um, I think that's very, very similar. And it's like, yeah. here, like I remember like that, that mm-hmm. whole you're running through the the mental hospital and then you get the, the gun and it's like, okay, you've got the, the plasma cutter. You're, mm-hmm. you're in. It's, it's Dead Space again. Uh, and that all happens like very fast. Uh, yeah. And Bioshock 2 is the same way. Like, yeah. yeah, you're in. Like, here's your intro. Here's kind of what's going on. Uh, here's your your gun, your weapon. You're in. Yeah, that was one thing that surprised me. Having not played this game before, is it drops. I was surprised how fast it really kind of just drops you in, and then it's, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mm-hmm. expecting more of bit of a lead up, mm-hmm. but after that intro cutscene where you get shot in the head and you kind of come back to life. Once you find the gun, it's like boom. Okay, you're we're... you're playing Bioshock again. You're playing. Like, yeah. you're, you're playing. Uh, the, I mean, it's the original. Yeah, yeah. The original Bioshock has a, like a much longer lead time too, right? Like, like yeah. there is that thing of a like there's a lot because we start off in like mm-hmm. the water basically, but even like getting into rapture, doing stuff like shooting you out of the thing where you get like the whole amazing view of it. 
which is all leading up to but then like even when you get into the thing like you start off that game with a wrench and you have a wrench mm-hmm. for like a hot second in that game where you just don't even have yeah. a gun still like it's a long lead up in that game the thing is i think like time to gun <laughs> which is my new like stat tracker <laughs> that for all book club ttg time to gun i would bet like the time between you get the pistol in bioshock one and the rivet gun in bioshock two i bet they're pretty similar though because uh, you're walking around with a drill for a pretty good lo- long while um, mm-hmm. in, in this game, too. So I like it, I guess like it's tough because the intro to Bioshock one is like iconic to me. One of the most iconic video game openings of all time. Yeah, right? like, like yeah. it's crazy mm-hmm. how like that imagery and how it's like mm-hmm. so many games also like comp from that imagery like yes. specifically like mm-hmm. walking into the lighthouse tower and kind of like the lights coming on one by one mm-hmm. the splicer that attacks your uh your boat like when the the screen goes up when you're in the the submergible and and you see rapture for the first time mm-hmm. like all that stuff has been revisited in a lot of other video games and so like, even in go- this game they you have a bit of a scene where you see yes. rapture after the glass wall breaks and you're underwater for the first time that kind of I mean, opens up and you see rapture again yeah i think for me and i had this commission with jared last night um before we recorded input i think part of the reason why i like bioshock 2 is that and this seems obvious but like because it is like an actual it feels more like a sequel to bioshock 1 than bioshock infinite even though bioshock infinite was like made by the guys who did one and two was not been by that team yeah, and part of it is the fact that it's like obviously just set in rapture, but like it just like thematically, I think too it pulls a lot from that game, um, and I think it's it's a weird game because like I feel like you can talk about Bioshock Infinite and not necessarily talk about Bioshock One. Um, yeah. I feel like Bioshock Two is a harder like I feel like it's just so intrinsically yeah. tied up to Bioshock One. Yeah. It's very and much so, like, tapping into is a similar. Yeah, thing. and I think that that is both to its advantage and detriment at times, and I think maybe it's to its, like, biggest detriment with the beginning, where, again, like, it's, I mean, especially for me, like, games that have, like, a more, like, viscerally powerful, like, just immediately, just, like, take back kind of opening than Bioshock 1, I I don't even know mm-hmm. if I need all the fingers on one hand. Like, Bioshock 1's opening is, like, like we said, like, one of the kind of all-time iconic great opens for a video game. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Every single shot almost is, like, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bioshock 2's is a much different opening um but i think that i still like what bioshock 2 is doing it's very and i get i appreciate the fact that bioshock 2 that it does have that kind of just like boom in and out kind of tutorial like mm-hmm. it doesn't really miss it. it's like yeah. you've done this like we don't we're not gonna make this be yeah. like an hour-long tutorial thing or a 30-minute long tutorial um because they don't need that and, and like a big part is like i'm a little conflicted on it too because i know the benefit of of this brief tutorial mm-hmm. is that we're kind of in it faster. And then we're going to get mm-hmm. to, we're going to, the, in the way Bioshock two plays out, cause I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat to you, Logan. I remember, and I think Mike, you might've mentioned this too. Like I remember like the mid to late section of Bioshock two being yeah. like, some of the best parts about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's just a matter of kind of getting there. I didn't remember yeah. the opening of this game. Like what's so I totally forgot about like walking through the party um yeah. in like 1958 mm-hmm. uh new year's eve like rapture like i forgot completely about Which that is a cool moment right that's it's actually really, like, yeah. the day like rapture falls like you're walking through that party like right before it happens and it's like that's a really cool like neat tease and like yeah i think because like, there have been a few like audio diaries that, like, i've picked up along the way too where it's like 
it'll be people on that day still. Like there's one particular in Ryan's amusement where it's like a school teacher or something like putting kids to sleep. And it's on that like that like day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when and everything like, goes it, to hell. Yeah. yeah, and it ends like as people like running in, like shooting gun stuff and stuff like that. And it's like I think getting those glimpses of that day are really cool because it just flushes out the world more, right? And like Bioshock Two, I think has the advantage too of like being set after Bioshock One too. So we do get both kind of the fallen rapture that is in Bioshock One, but also like what happens after Andrew Ryan leaves and like all of the big sisters are freed. I mean, all of the little sisters are freed potentially at the end of Bioshock 1, right? And, like, uh, somebody came through just, like, wrecked shot, basically, like, shut down Rapture, basically, is how mm-hmm. Bioshock 1 ends. And it's, like, to see what happens next, um, I think is really cool as well, and how that kind of compares with, like, the pre-fall um, of Bioshock in Bioshock 1 events is really neat. I'll say one thing, and then uh, someone else can kind of chime in with a thing that they had written down. Um... One thing about like the whole intro and, and seeing Rapture again mm-hmm. and you see like just how enormous it is, right? Mm-hmm. And a thing I've never felt in any Bioshock game, save for maybe infinite to to some extent, um, is how is like the true breadth and size of, of the location, right? Mm-hmm. I love that one of the biggest things I'd love about like a modern Bioshock game, right, is like being able to be influenced from open world games like uh Witcher or like even Breath of the Wild, like of like making like going to these really disparate parts of this massive city like mm-hmm. feel like I'm I'm traversing a long stretch of of land right like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the transitions mm-hmm. in in both BioShock 1 and 2 are like go into this bubble go underwater you're in another part of the city now and and introducing yourself to that part or whatever but I I'd love the idea of like very segmented um, yeah, it's very segmented, yeah. which is fine. Like a lot of games of this era were, yeah, but like it's the, it's the go into a room and wait for a load while you're in an in an air pressure thing. Yeah, like, yeah. One of the coolest things about modern games and some of the more recent games, especially, like, is how they can just be open and huge all the time. Um, so, mm-hmm. so a non-segmented Bioshock game would be really, really cool. Oh, I completely agree. A much more being able to explore all of rapture would be really really cool i still want to like it's still a dream a metroidvania like style yeah uh like bioshock i think could be really cool set like rapture. Me, or, or even like a doom 2016 style like just like a very expansive i know that's like a level based shooter again so i'm again creating the same problem but like in that era of like kind of stretching and, and going so far mm-hmm. you get like new powers as you go through it if they made that game and it was also set before the fall of rapture uh that's like the dream game i think yeah that would be cool mm. make uh, it happen yeah let's let's go alex yes, after what's your point get on your soapbox uh i mean my soapbox was really the 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 opening stuff but like the one i i i have here i guess that both of you two wrote it to some extent as well is that it doesn't matter matter at any point that you're a big daddy not yet at least and I know, yeah. like, that that stuff is coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know, like, the big stomp that you get is coming in, like, the drill charge and stuff. Um, but there's just so... And even, like, the narrative stuff, too, is coming. Yeah, yeah. And and I... Okay. It's it's weird that they... And I'm sorry if that's, like, spoilers all for you, Scott. But yeah, like, Scott, yeah. I, I know that they do stuff with you being a big daddy, but it's, like, kind of a bummer that right out the gate, it does not feel like mm-hmm. they're going to. <laughs> like... like it, and I guess, ahead, yeah, I guess to go into my point of like, 
I, I put down that like the game, like this, the opening of the game in particular, like is like tonally and like all over the place. And like, so can be like just weird in mm-hmm. terms of like, like you said, like it doesn't matter that you're a big daddy, like in narratively in the narrative sense, like it doesn't make a, that much of a deal out of it. It just kind of goes like, yeah, you're one of the old ones. And like, and it's like kind of their quote unquote reason to like make it not necessarily so like you're mm-hmm. kind of like these newer ones that are much more powerful even though you in this segment beat uh a newer one like two newer mm-hmm. ones technically because you have a big sister as well mm-hmm. but the other sense of the the other end where i i felt it of you know and i think there are pl- uh, plenty of other games where there's been a case especially in that era of like there's a lot of like weird like a narrative mm-hmm. dissonance and just sure. weird tonal stuff of like you're here's this scene and this eerie, creepy music that's playing, and it's like you know you're in Rapture, you know it's Bioshock. You remember that first game, and it's great. But then, like at the same time, I'm a, I'm a big daddy, and I have a big, big drill hand, and I'm killing like 20, 20 mm-hmm. dudes as I like run through a room. Yeah. And, like, and it's like, like you said, like, there's no real buildup, mm-hmm. and it just, it just felt like super weird. Where it's like, there's, I didn't, I don't necessarily need like a tutorial, but you know, having a little bit more of a buildup of like you're kind of you are kind of this mm-hmm. big daddy that's just kind of come back after all these years and you're supposed to be weaker. Like I thought there had been, I, I don't remember you I, like, I, you know, we only played like this was a relatively short time, time span. We played through the game and like, I already have like three different guns, like three different kinds of plasma where, like, mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, like igniting people into flames and like one man army lightning already. bolts. And it's just a big joy. I mean, it just, it, it felt like weird. A lot of times where it's like, they're, they're like, they're playing it as like, you got to get out of here. You got to run for your life. You're, you're in this dangerous place. And it's like, I'm actually, I'm pretty okay. I'm just sitting here, like drilling the drill, putting my giant drill arm into a dude's head, head for like 20 seconds. And like, just like, murdering rooms, rooms, rooms full of people. And it was, just, it felt weird in this opening Bit. I, I don't know if you remember like Mike or Logan like and I know you didn't play it before Scott but like the pre-release like build up to this game I remember like mm-hmm. be the big daddy was mm-hmm. like yeah I think like the the marketing phrase for it so I, I think like when I think of that and and I remember maybe it didn't bother me as much the first time I played this back in like 2011 yeah. or whatever but I I, I remember th- feeling like uh there 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 was like a lot of missed opportunity um like for that narratively like i i think they they to some extent later on in the game especially like justify you being a big daddy mechanically like you feel heavy mm-hmm. you can do some stomping and crushing around and charges and stuff that's very right. cool and they get there and i'm excited to get there but like i would have been more interested if you were a big daddy like pre the fall of rapture like how long were big daddies around in that era uh, and mm-hmm. and and what would a big daddy know about the inner workings of Rapture that an average splicer person wouldn't know? And I feel like they kind of allude yeah. to that with the maintenance shafts uh, and like you being able to open them and, and kind of get through these secret tunnels. Um, but right. I, I just I, I feel I feel like they they I I want to have knowledge about this world that no one else would because they're not as ingrained in it, but I feel like mm-hmm. I'm coming into this knowing as little about Rapture as I would if I came into the first one. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of a bummer. I, yeah, but that, it's, that's tough it's, because there it's kind of a, it's a voiceless protagonist and, and things like that. Yeah, so exactly. It, and yeah, you're, you're and, struggling and, with that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's like you said, like there, like I feel like in this, in this opening bit and these opening parts, I feel like they're struggling with like 
they are trying to like be like remember that first game and how cool it was mm-hmm. and how spooky and like how like i have all these iconic moments but in this time but it, like at the same time they're trying to like have you be this other thing and like it feels like they're very at odds in this in mm-hmm. these sequences where you they're trying to mm-hmm. play it up as kind of like you're kind of in this spooky eerie you're you're that you're like in the in like the fall the fall after the fall basically yeah but but and you're and you're supposed to be kind of on the run so to speak what and you're not really like i feel like mm-hmm. i'm totally capable like a totally capable big daddy where i can just like run through murder dudes but I, it, and, and, hmm. yeah yeah it's that's just kind of how i felt because I, th- I think that point is true for both of you where it's like again like i kind of said a little bit ago, it's like Bioshock Two. I think in particular is a game where it's, you can't have a conversation about this game without having a conversation about Bioshock One to a lot of degrees. Because a because right. like it almost like explicitly expects you to have, like not just play but like be very familiar with Bioshock One. Like it expects you to just yeah. understand a lot about that game, and the lore, and the history, and who these characters are. Right? Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really explain who Andrew Ryan is. It's just like yeah, like you know who Andrew Ryan is. Like he mm-hmm. he's Andrew Ryan, right? Like you know who this yeah. character is. Right? Like it even has like small touches, like it has in the little like kids theme park area you go through and ride something and it has like whenever he's doing his little like animatronic voice stuff it's got his golf club and the golf ball in the background there like you can just see it there um right. it's like a nice little like easter egg like wink kind of nod thing and like it just kind of expects you to have already been familiar with these characters in this world and like again i think it also to mike's point like yeah like it's been like remember this moment remember like this kind of theme and like this kind of moment and this feel all these like things you did in the first one at the beginning, I think as the game goes on, it really starts to kind of establish itself more. And in particular, I think it's going to start, ironic enough, like where we pick up after this is where, like, yeah. for me, it's like it really begins to kind of take hold in terms of, like, really coming through, like, its narrative storyline, like, these characters and, like, fleshing up kind of mm-hmm. the cast around to feel in, it really start to develop more. Yeah. And also in terms of, like, fleshing out, like, the big daddy, like, personality, for lack of a better word, and, like, what you're doing, right? Like, Again, part of the reason why I think I liked Ryan Ryan's amusement the least out of all the sections, and why I thought it was like not that great, and now I'm like it's fine, is that like the ones that come next are going to start really, I think, building that Bioshock to its own thing, where like by the end it is not really the end of Bioshock one at all. Like it is very yeah. much flesh out what it is by that kind of right. point, and like um, and it, hmm. it just kind of getting set up now, I think. Yeah, and and going off what you're saying, like if going off my memory my hope going forward is like i i feel like the the beginning of bioshock 2 is like very much the end of bioshock 1 yes kind of, it's again, almost like it's, an epilogue in a way yeah it's alluding to, to kind of what you were saying earlier and like how like one gets worse as it goes and this gets mm-hmm. better as it goes but like and it, it is like an epilogue it's like we a lot of like the audio logs and things like a lot there's not like a, i don't remember there being a ton of andrew ryan references past what we're what we've seen um or at least I, I, I hope not, because they do kind of like establish and then divorce themselves from that and move on. And then it, it does begin establishing like this is what Bioshock 2 is all about. And this is what like right. this 1968 like time frame is going to be about. And and, and like we, we get a little bit of it. And one of my favorite parts about this section is I forget his fucking name, but the guy whose audio logs you find um, that oh, are the dad. Yeah, the dad that he yeah, came, that's, he that's came down to uh, Rapture, right? And what I like is his little audio log um, image is in color uh, because it's like f- the future. It's, it is more recent, right? 
um, versus all the other ones that are in black and white, right? It's a little aesthetic change that's like hmm, established this is of a, mm-hmm. yeah, like his audio logs are of a different era than everything else yeah. that you're reading. And you're going to get more and more of that as we get like further and further mm-hmm. into the game. His storyline's really good. And his storyline's really good. And it's this thing of like, this guy came to Rapture way after it fell, like after Bioshock mm-hmm. 1. Uh, and he kind of just stumbled into it, not really know what he was getting himself into. And yeah. kind of like reliving Bioshock 1's fear through his mm-hmm. yes. is really cool. Um, and that's the thing that they continue doing cool stuff yes. with going through the game. So I think, because you kind of said it too, like, Bioshock 1 was essentially like the second fall of Rapture. Right? Like, it was a thing of like the, the fall of Rapture on New Year's Day 1959, but then it's like when Bioshock 1, the events that happened, it very much is like the end of rapture like it should have been the end of rapture like again like tenenbaum's auto diary pickup is like she left at that point too she left and was like this is the like rapture's over all the little sisters are free we've kind of like absolved our sins of this at least as much as we can and i'll live in like guilt and like whatever and then in that diary she's like and they all kind of grew up and like forgot about me and i was like and i'm thankful for that they shouldn't remember any of this and then it's like they said again i've getting disappeared again so she came back down to like new little ones we didn't like stolen a kid up brought down and so it's, like, I think the stuff where it is just, like, all right, Bioshock 1 happened, and, like, in the interim, something, like, fucked up is going down here now. Somebody's kind of filled that power vacuum, and it's coming from, like, kind of the other side of the political spectrum. It's just very, very, like, neat. And I think we're, we're just going to get more and more. We're going to get more and more of Bioshock 2 being its own game. And, like, what we're about to play, too, is going to be cool because it's, like, and we kind of saw it, because you got, like, an introduction of, like, Grace Halloway's, like, audio diary log thing there. And it's going to be, like, you're going to see teases, I think, of, like, a direction they're going to go in with Bioshock Infinite as well. And, like, the next section in particular. Um, and it's just, it's just, like, a really cool... The game's going to do cool things. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. The beginning is still very much very Bioshock 1 heavy. Um, and, like, what I like, to Alex's point, is that we're going to still get Andrew Ryan audio logs. But what they're going to be are kind of him... You're gonna kind of be like contrasting him and Sophia Lamb. It's gonna be like kind of like dueling political philosophies going back and forth, um, and so I think it utilizes him in a really cool way to kind of further define and shade in who Sophia Lamb is and like what she's about, right? Because like even now, we don't really have like an amazingly firm idea of like her political ideology leanings yet, right? Whereas like in Bioshock One, before you get to Rapture, you see the giant fucking statue of Andrew Ryan. With like the iconic quote right about like no gods and no state and like also you, you get like there the ideology no kings, baby. yeah you get the ideology right before you get the rapture and here it's like i understand that she's like not andrew ryan but like it's still very kind of unclear what exactly she's advocating for and you're going to get more of that going forward and so it's yeah, going yeah. to become more of its own game i feel like yeah interesting yeah now on what i had put was um for my soapbox was playing as a big daddy, all the negatives, none of the positives. So where Mike said that he felt like a one man army, I felt like I was not a big daddy. Like I didn't feel like I having not really played much of the first one and not playing this one, I guess I had a preconceived notion of from the few fights in the first Bioshock where I had played a big or fought a big daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt much 
weaker and more kind brittle, of right? sluggish and even the big daddy you fight in um in this to get uh the little sister so you can harvest the atom and everything i just felt sluggish i didn't feel powerful like i feel like i should have yeah. and like i died a couple times i'm playing on normal and i died a couple times to splicers and i guess i just felt like i i didn't feel like the big hulking brute monster i i felt the slowness of moving around as the big daddy mm -hmm. but i didn't feel the power and just sheer size and like craziness of the and big the, daddy endurance too yeah right like, uh, uh, a phrase i like a lot um that i get thrown around that mm -hmm. gets thrown around a lot in overwatch is glass cannon yeah. uh and the mm -hmm. big daddy definitely has a vibe like that like i agree with you mike that uh you you have just like all these guns just like you just, mm -hmm. you know, i imagine a man with just so many guns he's carrying yeah. uh he's like oh here's my pocket full of magic powers also like <laughs> you know you do you are like a, a militia level of weapons uh but like you just go down so quickly like you think about the the big daddy that you mm -hmm. fight the big sister uh everything like that and I, I do appreciate that they certainly made it easier to kill bigger things as a big thing yourself like mm -hmm. the those those threats are less threatening um uh, but yeah you just don't like i don't feel like different from like a dude you know or yeah. like the guy in Bioshock i just feel like a tall <laughs> dude with big gloves on yeah who survives underwater with magic yeah it, uh, it's yeah. it's definitely an ancient one because so like i don't know like it it's interesting because, like, if I could have done it my way, I probably would have just made you be, a, like, a human, like a regular mm -hmm. human being again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. figure a way to kind of tell that story, maybe make you the dad. Honestly, yeah, I was just like gonna that. say, like, I think yeah. it would have been a really interesting story point and kind of perspective if you were the dad in the the tapes looking yeah. for your daughter, and yeah. see, but like, just a normal guy experiencing all the craziness of this like decayed rundown rapture with the psych yeah, psychotic yeah. splicers and occasionally encountering a big daddy and the little sisters and everything i think that would have been such an a more interesting kind of perspective and angle to take this than an old like an old original model big daddy um, but like, then again, I haven't played the rest, so I don't yeah. know where the story's necessarily going. And, and I think so maybe that will change for me. But at least yeah. for this first part, I'm like, that would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah and I, I think yeah. narratively they do justify it, you being a big daddy, right? Like it pays yeah. off in the end, and like that connection with okay. Eleanor in particular, like what that means mm -hmm. for like the story forward is going to be important. But like, it is it's a tricky balance and act, right? Like it, like. Big Daddies are probably one of the most, like, famous, right, like, villains even is, like, a weird, like, famous things you, like, come like across, enemy, right? Like, enemy type, you know? Yeah, because like, they're not PlayStation even... PlayStation All-Stars, yeah. baby, had Big Daddy. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, one of, like, kind of the most famous, like, enemy types in, like, games, right? And so it's, and it's because they're terrifying. Like, they're just, like, these, like, mm -hmm. horrible to fight, always, like, drawn out, amazing kind of epic moments in the original Bioshock. And then here, I think... Mm -hmm. It just changes the balance of it, right? Like, I, I feel like I fall somewhere in between Mike and, and Mike and you, Scott, where it's like, I, I feel you certainly you are more powerful than you are 
into the later stages of Bioshock 1 already. Like, yeah. you just already are more powerful than you were until, like, the very yeah, end of Bioshock okay. 1, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Where that game, like, Bioshock 1, I, like, you would just feel like you can die at any moment, basically, all the time for, like, a good chunk of that game. And here, yeah. it's like, I'm a big daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, they, they've given you a lot of guns way quicker. They've given you, like, plasmids way quicker. They've given you, like, just shit way faster than yeah. you did in the first one. Um, but also, like, it's a thing of, like, but also, I fought Big Daddies in the first Bioshock, and they didn't go down like this, right? Like, it is that thing for me where it's like, I didn't get killed by Spice at any point in time. Uh, the time I died was against the big sister. But, like, it was that moment of, like, everyone could look at me like, oh, shit, I have no health, basically, against the Spice. Like, I need to, like, use that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I keep forgetting to do that because I'm like, I'm a Big Daddy. I'm indestructible. And it's like, well, your health bar still says you're human, though. Like, your health bar doesn't, really, like, act necessarily any differently. And it's like, you kind of have to, like, get like mentally pass like your big daddy and be like but i'm still super vulnerable even mm-hmm. necessarily if it doesn't make sense and like it's a weird balance act like i think a glass cannon honestly is like a really apt way to describe it in a lot of ways yeah. alex um yeah. and like i kind of feel for them for that where it's like yeah it's a great idea like to be like be the big scary monster thing i mean it's like but also we have, to video, we have to make this a video game. Yeah, that, like, could, that is interesting. Right? Like where you could die still. And it's like, all right, how do we balance that? Then it's like, well, we have to make you weaker. Like it's like we have to make you weaker is like a thing. But also, your baguette, so you need to have like you have a fucking drill for an arm. Like it's like it's like this weird thing. Like it's just hard to like perfectly know that. And like I think they lean as you go forward in the game more in the direction. It's like, all right, we're just gonna make you like more of a Superman kind of character. We're just like this like crazy behemoth. And then it feels more fun when you do get like the kind of like the stomp and like just like the drill charge stuff. Like it feels like I'm very powerful now, okay, in a fun way. And like they make it scary less in terms of like I could die for every single foot I take in this world. More of like it's just a creepy ass world. Like what's happening is like really weird and like unnatural and like kind of deranged. And like the big sister fights become like the big daddy fights and like. It yeah. definitely feels less like life because, like, Bioshock One, like, I never felt safe unless I was like in like a bathfear kind of thing. Unless I was like at the end of a level, like, I would never really feel safe. And like here, that's different, but they still utilize, I think, kind of the scare and horror of Rapture in ancient ways, especially going forward. But it is it is a hard act and a hard balance kind of strike. Yeah, what's cool is uh, I I find like most games especially like modern games like it is way more likely to see them fall apart at the end Mm, Um, yeah where bioshock 2 reads to me not as a game that's like rushed or anything i don't get that vibe and me kind of like again this is going off my memory of like believing that it does come together and it really does establish something cool by the end of it uh it feels like a game that they were like i don't know how to start Yes, like, I don't know I how to. That. I know where we want to get to, and I know the story that I want to tell, but mm-hmm. we kind of just got to get through some bullshit, and then we're gonna be on a roll. I promise. Uh, and I feel like okay. you just don't you don't see that with video games that often anymore. Yeah. Um, because most video games, I think, are made front to back, which is like not true of most movies, right? It's not true yes. of many TV shows. So it is one or of those books things. Even. Yeah, or books even uh, where like games are. Are, are kind of made linearly, but I, I get the mm-hmm. vibe that maybe Bioshock 2 wasn't. Um, yeah, and like... And it stands out for that for, for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, like, Bioshock 2 very much strikes me. That's a really good point, Alex. It's like, again, that, like, they had, like, they had that last act. They had what they wanted to get to mm-hmm. nailed down. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. 
how do we get to this, right? It yeah. is a thing, like, especially the beginning part here in particular is very much like, all right, like, we know mm-hmm. the cool, like, social issue ideas and, like, kind of, like, racial ideas and, like, philosophical ideas and political ideas we want to get to and, like, explore around and kind of, like, roll around in. Mm-hmm. But also, like, we have to, like, A, physically get to those locations, but B, like, how do we store those locations? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, all right, like, we're going to do a 10-year jump for starters right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then we're just kind of, kind of like, have you, like, literally, like, travel there via, like, this, like, train thing. Um, and it's weird, too, because, like, so many of, like, the big characters in this game have, like, sort of been introduced, but also, like, haven't been introduced at all. And it's, like, it's strange to, like, kind of know where we're going and then be like, man, like, this is, like, a weirdly... It is a, it is a beginning that it's just kind of, like, all right, we just need to get you here. We need to get you to this spot, right? And, like, mm, in a way okay. for me that, like, a more, like, recent game that I think that I said had a, has not a great first act at all, um, but I think it's because they wanted to get you somewhere, too, is, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Where, like, I did not, like, I do not like Horizon Zero Dawn's first act. Um, and I think it's because they wanted to get you to that second act where you get to, like, Meridian and, like, the fire kind of people, and it's like, this is lit, this is great, this is awesome, but, like, we kind of had to get used to this very long kind of, like, slog through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aloy just had to be kind of a terrible character. And it's like... <laughs> I, mean, I, I think Aloy never, never really gets better, but, like... Yeah, it, not on the same it, page with you on that, but... I yeah, guess. yeah, but, like, she gets... I think she just gets, like, more, like... I can, like... I'm fine with her more, but, like... Mm-hmm. And then some of the manner, I think Bashi, like, had... It had that idea that I wanted to get to, and, like, it was going for that, right? And, like, I think games are tricky, too, because... I think we, maybe not, I think beginnings are important in games, and to, like, a degree, they're less important in other things, right? Where it's, like, if, like, the beginning of a movie is bad, it's, like, all right, the whole thing is two hours long. It's, like, I can sacrifice, like, ten minutes of it not being bad, or, like, ten minutes of it being bad to get to, like, the hour and a half of it being great, right? Whereas in the game, it's, like, well, this is, A, it's a longer time commitment, and B, it's, like, it's like the investment because you're like actively doing it and i feel like we we demand something be really good immediately otherwise we're like yeah. we're just gonna bounce we're gonna drop after it where it's like if the first like chapter book is bad it's like all right like it's a like it's a big book or it's a, it's a movie kind of thing like we just like value these things differently right and like in i feel like beginnings matter just so much more right like yeah and this is true like for like i can think of games that like i've been like man like this beginning is like whatever right and like Maybe the game got great afterwards, and maybe it did, right? And, like, one for me that works in both directions is Wolfenstein, right? Where, like, a lot of people bounce off of Wolfenstein 1 because they said the beginning of that game is bad. I think the beginning of the game is totally fine that people are, like, we're overreacting. I like, like the beginning of the game, too. Yeah, I did, too. But, like, people, like, were, like, it's trash. And, like, a lot of people did not mm-hmm. finish that game. And it's, like, Wolfenstein 2, I mean, Wolfenstein 1 ends, like, amazingly. It gets really, really great. And then Wolfenstein 2, for me is one that, like, I think is fucking trash. I think the game's, like, an absolute disaster. And in particular, that starts at the beginning. Um, and so it's like, all right, well, I'm going to bounce. Like, I don't have any time to play this game. And so it's yeah. like, games' beginnings matter so much more mm-hmm. than I feel like movies or, like, books or, like, plays, I guess, where you're kind of locked in. But, like, these kind of other story like, telling mediums, and it's like, that also might be part of the issue for Bioshock 2, was a lot of people might have played this game nine years ago. I've been like, man, this ain't it. <laughs> and left and like 
And, like, yeah. behind what they left at was, like, a really cool thing that was, like, really fascinating and complicated and messy and way more than they might have initially thought. Yeah. It's I mean, interesting yeah. because having not really played the first Bioshock through to completion, I don't find necessarily that the have gameplay you, have in you this ever one... Bioshock 1? No. No. I've only maybe played maybe an hour and a half, two hours in to Bioshock you know, 1. Wow, you see, have you, you know you got to the twist even in Bioshock 1. Like, I know what the twist yeah, is. Yeah, but you have gotten to it. Oh, no. That's insane. Wow. Scott. Holy you shit, dude. <laughs> that's wild. You're yeah. like, oh, dude. That's insane. So, it's yeah, interesting from my perspective. Like, I did the gameplay and everything in Bioshock 2, this first part, it hasn't bugged me. It felt, it, no, yeah. it's felt like a 2010 shooter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It for, it's a good one too, to be honest. Like um, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, my only complaints is I like, and it goes back to that kind of that preconceived notion I have of what a big, what I think in my head what a big daddy should play like. It doesn't match up, so that's my only real complaint. Like I feel slow, and I don't feel mm-hmm. like as powerful as I should be. Yeah. But outside of that, I think the gun, the gameplay is fine. I haven't. I think the level layouts have been good. I like the little collectibles and the tapes you can find. That all, none of the gameplay aspect has really bugged me for this first yeah. part, and even mm-hmm. the story stuff. Um, but it's interesting it, to hear. Thank you for the you, Logan, Alex. Um, talking it. about how it it's a ru- a bit of a rough start, having like how Bioshock one started strong and kind of ended a bit weak, while with this one. It starts weak and then ends strong. Mm-hmm. Where for me, it's like I don't think it's necessarily weak. I it nothing yeah. about playing the levels or anything. The only I guess thing I I was kind of annoyed by and I'm like, oh please don't do this tons, is when you have to defend the little sister. You're gonna do it from you strap in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> waves yeah. of enemies. That was like okay that, but then again, that's, that's like, like such you... a twenty two thousand ten <laughs> thing. Yeah, like novice. Now yeah. I have this thing where we're like, what is the turret sequence of this game? And it's that's the turret yeah. sequence oh, <laughs> of this game, yeah, but yeah. they do it like 18 times. Like, it's, uh, it's the uh, the part yeah. in Dead Space 2 where you're on the uh, the drill platform. It's exa- um, exactly yeah. that. <laughs> it's and my like, favorite. Yep. If you hit the pause menu, it'll show you how many of like the little sisters are in each chapter. Yep. Um, so you at least know how many to do for like each section. But yeah, okay. you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it like. A dozen more times. Okay, um, I, I it, gets, like, it gets more interesting though. I'll, I'll yes. give it to them. Like that, okay. they they start designing those rooms in yeah. a lot more intricate ways, yeah. um, okay. and they give you more you, tools. You get, you, yeah, yeah, and like the enemies you fighter. Yeah, more like clever and creative. And like again, like okay. one of the big takeaways for me from this is that like going into this discussion, I was like, this beginning is not as bad as I remember it being. Like it is mm-hmm. better than I remember it being. It is not like because I remember being like not great at all i'm curious what you remember because um yeah, it's bad by any means no that's what i'm saying so now i'm like oh this is like surprisingly like all right and like totally good and fine so it's like if this is the part that i thought was the weakest i might be in for like this maybe Mm -hmm. is like really really great um but like i'm i think yeah it's a weird video game right in like so many ways and like it is a 2010 video game for all like the good and bad of that but like Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, and especially you have never played a Bioshock game before, Scott. Like, I'm even more. Well, I played it. Like, I played and beat Infinite. I really like okay. Infinite. Oh, um, that's Logan doesn't like Infinite. I know. So, I think so that doesn't matter as much. I, it's not. 
the thing about Infinite is that like it's the least Bioshocky feeling game at the Bioshock. Like it's yeah. like very much like it does not feel like Bioshock in the same way that one and two do. Like it's a very different kind of style thing. Yes. Like it's not like a horror game in the same way. It's not like a kind of like atmospheric game in the same way. It's like it's a very different kind of game. It's a first person shooter, you know. Yeah, like it is a shooter where these mm-hmm. games are not. Especially Bioshock One is like not a shooter. Yeah. Um and even though there's a lot of shooting. <laughs> but it's also like it, like it's interesting too because like Bioshock One really really utilize like limited ammo like scarcity of ammo is like a big deal in bioshock one um and like you constantly run out of ammo you constantly run out of like health kits like it is like it very that game is like not super easy um and like it punishes you right like it is a thing of, like this world is supposed to be like harsh and unforgiving and challenging and bioshock 2 continues that at times like i've run out of ammo a few times um in particular like right before the big sister fight which sucked yeah, but um, um, but like it, like it's a different kind of feeling. I mean, it's like a weird kind of them trying to evolve that. But like, I like what Bioshock Two is, and I like what Bioshock One is much more than Bioshock Infinite. And so I'll be inf- interested to see you play through two all yeah. through completion, yeah. and then I'd love for you to play Bioshock One, um, even if you know the big twist and everything like that. Uh, but like, it's just. These games are really, really cool, and like mm-hmm. that's really like Bioshock One is like we're talking about one of the, like one of the two or three most important games last like decade. Um, like yeah. the game's impact is so like gigantic on and, like, like genres. A big feeling that I had Rapture's just so fucking cool, man. That's yeah. my thing. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. It's like Rapture, like so cool, dude. <laughs> like I haven't played Bioshock One or Two since like twenty. I haven't played Bioshock Two since like twenty twelve, and that's the last mm-hmm. Bioshock game I played outside of infinite and so it's like i haven't set foot in rapture other than like the bioshock infinite dlc which was still like 2013 in like six years six years yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's just been so long for me it's like man what are video games most iconic places for a reason yeah like it's a thing like we're like two hours in maybe for me two and a half hours in it's just like this world is so fucking so cool dude like it's so so cool and like that's that's for me where like the important thing of like man some of the airs you're about to see in bioshock 2 are like so fucking rad like they're yeah. so mm-hmm. cool right and like obviously like bioshock 1 why i think ultimately like i like i love it more than bioshock 2 why it is like mm-hmm. still one of my favorite games of all times because like every one of those like areas you go to save for like the very last one are like bananas like the hospital section you begin in that game is still like one of the creepiest and scariest <laughs> areas of ever in the video game. Like that, like the dude is absolutely insane. It's terrifying, and like yeah. then going like throughout each like ensuing area is like awesome. And like I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but like the weird demented like artist guy in Bioshock One is like one of my absolute favorite like areas of any video game ever. Like it's he's an amazing character. He's one mm. of my absolute favorite like characters in any game. And then like that world, mm. like that area, is so cool. Like. Bioshock is great at just, like, establishing, like, these, like, areas that have kind of been, like, taken over, like, sub-bosses, and, like, they're always super, 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 like, neat and, Mm -hmm. like, charming and, like, the most, like, terrifying way possible, and, like, the art deco style is, like, absolutely pitch perfect. It was such a brilliant choice to have done that for, like, the world of Rapture, and the setting is great, and, like, it's just, man, like, like Alex said, like, Rapture is, like, one of the yeah. best video game worlds for a reason. Like, it's just so cool, yeah. right? And, like, Columbia is fine, and, like, it's really cool, but, like, 
there is just something to rapture. You like, never forget like, your first, right? You know, yeah, True. Like, and it's just like looking at that vista getting even here is like, man, like this is just neat. Like, it's just cool, like we get a lot of yeah. cool underwater sections too, where we can yeah. see it from different angles. Especially, and stuff, yeah, so. especially in Bioshock too. Like, you get a lot of like different angles at things, and it like it's. I guess it there'll be a little bit less like. Oh wow, for you, Scott. But like, if mm. you've played the first one, it's like, oh, like I've been to this area before, kind of thing. Or, like I've seen this before, and it's like seen it again. Eventually, seen it again years seven years later. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like this is cool. Like this is like, it's just a neat world. Like Rapture's rad. Like it's just like that. Some like it's just like a rad world, and getting to see that fleshed out going forward is like, man, I'm excited for some of these worlds for you guys to see. Some of them, like by the end, like I swear to God, like they're they rival some of the Bioshock One ones. Like they're very very good. The um the thing that happened that I was pretty bummed out about, uh, apparently that uh, there's a bug with the Bioshock collection, mm. uh, and there's a limited number of save slots, uh, all of which I used in my playthrough of Bioshock One Remastered in 2016. So when I realized at the end of my two and a half hours straight <laughs> of playing this part, I cannot save. It hasn't been auto saving, and I will have to play through this all again. So that was like oh. the, la- the very oh. end end of my session. Was like Jesus. willingly having to quit the game, knowing full well that I'd have to go back and replay it all to go into my like save data utility in the the PS4 menu and delete the Bioshock Oof. One saves. My game uh, crashed on me twice. Where my the game, game was just like, no... yeah, I didn't have any issues. I'm on PC yeah. though. I've been um, lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm on PC as well. But yeah, okay. it would just kick me. It would just close. It would just kick yeah. me out to the Windows, and I was like, oh well. Weird. That's weird. Shit. I, 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 it defaults. I can't play it on my TV, which about which bothers me. I have to play it on this tiny uh, monitor, monitor that's in front of me instead. Yeah. But I'm okay. work with it. Yeah, it's, it means nothing except for for Alex and Mike and people who listen. Sander Cohen was the name of the guy from Barstick One, who's like the real, like, Cohen, yeah, dem- yeah. yeah, demented artist guy who's like, okay. all this shit. He's so good. He's he's great. He's probably the yeah. one of the best like sub villains in that game. Absolutely. That's he's Sweet. always been my favorite because he, he's like. So yeah, yeah. That's so the third area. So I, I doubt you would have seen it. Uh, it's yeah. very good. Crazy. Yeah. I remember a crazy doctor. Yeah, the crazy, crazy guy, doctor is the first. Yeah, I don't remember a crazy yeah. artist. Yeah, he's the area after that. Um, he's very uncomfortable. It makes you very uncomfortable. No, he's actually yeah. the two areas. He's the one that. after that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's after, like a after. garden that you go through, and then oh, uh, you fight the artist. And boy, howdy. Just throwing it out there. Should we have played Bioshock One? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm more. I mean, we're, we're just we're just we're talking a lot more. Like, I feel like we're a lot more positive on Bioshock One. Well, I'm we're in the part of the game where it's like, but, but yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many similarities to Bioshock One. So, right, yeah. it's so much like. Totally. I mean, like again, like I love mm-hmm. Bioshock One. So it's Alex, and so it's like we yeah, can talk about Bioshock One, but it's like, yeah, and you too, right? I just right, wrote about right. it today, so like I'm yeah. really curious about. How? Because I played Bioshock One three years ago, and when the remaster mm-hmm. came out, I haven't. I haven't played it. Yeah, I, I forgot I that either of them in a while. I, I forgot that I played. It was three years ago that this remaster came out. I was convinced it was two, um, but yeah, it was twenty sixteen. Uh, October twenty sixteen was the last time I played Bioshock One. I beat it. Um, so that's like re- really relatively fresh for me. So again, that kind of hurt going into Bioshock Two. But I like. I also know like the big third act moment of Bioshock Two, and I remember being super disappointed by it. Um, when I first played it, so I'm I'm really curious to see it again with a little bit more fresh eyes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I really want to know how I feel about this game and kind of the the more unique stuff that it ends up doing. Mm-hmm. 
um, at the end of all of this. So I don't know. I feel like Bioshock yeah. Two is maybe the more interesting conversation. Yeah, at the end of this. sure. Yeah, but I think that's as good of a place to call it for this episode as any. Um, the next checkpoint we'll be playing for episode two is we will be playing up through and completing Dionysus Park. Dionysus. Dionysus, Dionysus yeah. Park. So, uh, and it, any any listeners out there that hadn't played the first section um, and just want to jump in for part two or like listen mm-hmm. to this, just know that I also will be playing through the first section again <laughs> and the second section. So you're your not pressure. alone, and I feel your pain. There you go. <laughs> and then for Mike and Scott, I mean, I guess more so for Scott, uh, the second section will be a lot longer um, to go through. Because apparently for you, you and Mike just blaze through the first one. Yeah, it's um, probably gonna be like four hours for you. Yeah, just like it, it'll be. It's four hours. I was gonna say it'll be yeah, quite a long time. Look at that story like, inch. Yeah, yeah. I want to get every audio diary. That's all. I, I mean, I, I felt like I picked up a lot of stuff too. Yeah. I just yeah, I just like turned. You're just like, more efficient than we are. Yeah, we did, I just yeah. like I just like yeah. I just like finished. I got I like I got the through. I got mm-hmm. like to, to the train station and like got on the train and left and loaded in that next area. And then and I like, turned it off and it said 79 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. When I got when I saw the screen that popped up and says, mm-hmm. hey, once you leave this area, you can't come back. Even though I'd been through the area mm-hmm. at that point, probably about 14 times and scoured everything and got everything for sure. I still got stressed out. <laughs> I was still like, shit, did I get everything? Uh, Props luckily, to them for I, putting the, the warning up, though. Yeah, yeah I always like good yeah. looks. Uh, but I do get to go back. So if I missed anything. Yeah. I'll, there you go there you go well that is going to do it everybody for the first episode of bioshock 2 um i think this is officially episode 12 of video game book club but episode one of bioshock 2 as always when we close out these things we get a little info from uh from our fellow players so let's start with mr o'neill where can people find you on the interwebs uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alfighter27. I actually just did a big old long Twitter thread today. It's very good. Good list. Uh, I didn't realize you were also a Sly Cooper fan. Hell yeah, dude. Sly Cooper's Love great. Sly Cooper. Hell Sly yes. Cooper I didn't great. realize that you did Jack and Dexter some disservice. Uh, you know, I like to do all you know what service. My favorite part <laughs> of the entire tweet thread was outside of the Life is Strange, the Last of Us, and the Cinema tweets sure. were all very good. Um, and the Persona one, obviously, too. Obligatory. Mm-hmm. Was... When you did like these games, almost made it, and like I know they weren't ranked, but when I first saw it, I thought they were. And number fifty-one was Detroit Become Detroit Human, and it was like Human, yeah. fucking amazing. I was like, this is, I, mean, I, I want to be like, where are George and Jared right now? Because right I really so, wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, to to give a little context, I uh, I lost a bet to my my co-host <laughs> on another podcast that I host for Rational Passions, Rational Passions podcast. Uh, Brian Abish and Jackson and I bet. That's I don't even remember what the original bet was, but I lost. I was going to have to play Devil May Cry four. And I didn't play that before Devil May Cry five came out. And Nabishin was like, "Okay, your punishment now is you have to tweet out your top fifty games because he did that uh, a couple weeks ago. You should go check that out as well." Also, so a I tweeted list. out, "Yeah, very good list. Um, he did a great job." Uh, I so it's a it's a thread of like sixty ish tweets, uh, my top fifty games of all time, ranked and ordered, uh, basically keeping it to one game per franchise uh for the most part um so uh i you know i, I tried to, to to keep the list 
pretty diverse and, and full of different things, but I wrote a little bit about each of them. And I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, I, I worked on it pretty much all last night. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. There, there's some things that are like, now I'm thinking about it, that are not on there that should be on there. Uh, some things that I kind of left off intentionally just because what, where I'm at what's in some my of life those? right now. Give, give me one that should have been on there. Give one that should have been on there that I, I totally forgot about until literally this moment. I feel like terrible. And I think it was on there originally. Uh, is Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. That was like in the top 15. Oh, yeah. um, that one, I guess I might have deleted, it, deleted it by accident. Um, but that was like legitimately up. supposed to be there, but I I messed up something. Um, and like a couple other... Like, I, Forever Tarnished. Uh, Detroit Become Human. I really want to have a, a Quantic Dream game on there because mm-hmm. I really like their games. Um, uh, is it Until Dawn list? Uh, Until Dawn is not on the list. Uh, I'm like, again, like... It was a similar camp, and I, I started kind of by the by the end of it, where I'm working through the top fifty. A lot of where everything is is dependent specifically on the two games surrounding it on both sides, uh, and also it's like how I feel about those games right now in this moment, and like how much I, I still care about them. Um, but I, I really like the list. Uh, it's a very good list. You go read it on there. Uh, Check it out. Alundra on there. It's pretty. It's pretty lit. But yeah, Irrational Patches podcast. I host that. Um, we did episode four twenty. It was lit. Sweet. That's it. Mr. Mike Burgess, where can people find you online? Um, at Mike Hits the Wall on Twitter, all one word, and pretty much just youtube.com slash rational passions. Check out Mike's a lot of video, uh, documentary video. A lot of video stuff. Max East video. It's so good. <laughs> Check it out. There's a shot that I said um, when you first put it in like Slack and showed us, and then I saw it again in the video, like the full final mm-hmm. product. Again, and it's just that moment where it is like it goes from George to Alex to me to Jared, like the fourteen staff guys, and then Quinn, like the youngest one of us on. It's like, man, that's a cool fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's cool to see like it's like where it started, then like where like mm-hmm. we're at now. It's like that's a that's a rad shot, man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, great, it's pretty job, pretty sweet. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Logan. How about you, my Pax bad buddy? Where can be? Yeah, Pax bad buddy. Uh, you can find me at Logie on all kinds of social media content stuff. You know, what I mean the YouTube's, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the the Google Plexes. Um, Google Plus awesome. is shutting down. Uh, well, Rip, yeah, you got a limited amount of time to go check them out. You got a limited amount of time. Hey, to people out. kept uh, uh, Halo Two online running for like a decade, so <laughs> Logan's gonna <laughs> keep uh, Google Plus going for, uh, for a yeah, while. Yeah, so you can check me out all that stuff. Uh, what are I having that works? Well, I'm on Video Book Club. Ah! Google. Uh, <laughs> Google's <laughs> always listening. <laughs> they heard him. That's uh, devilish. Let's talk shit about Plex. And so, yeah, you can find me on Video Game Book Club. Hi, I'm here. You're listening to me right now. Uh, you can also find me on Input, a video game news show, uh, where I hosted alongside Jarrett and George, who've already been on Book Club, and are just people that you know. Yeah, um, true. and it's a very good show. We did episode 89 last week. So episode 90 will be live. I don't know when, this, I don't know when this podcast thing will go live, but this will be listen to this? a week from Friday. So, so maybe- episode 90 to 91 has gone live as I'm listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, since I did what we should do for episode 100, we have some, um, that's a lie. Just but do, like, do the inputies again, but this time louder. So the inputies. I'm I'm both happy to know that the inputies is like collectively one of our all I've all of our like favorite episodes, but also it's that it's like mm-hmm. one of the episodes that's done the best. Like it's in like the top five most of the episodes because that episode was so much fun to do, and it was like a rare time we all just had to be like dumb and stupid together, um, and like George is okay mm-hmm. with it, and it was so much fun. Um, 
<laughs> Since you're listening to that, listen to Input. It's a very good show. Listen to other things I'm on. Uh, listen to the best of list stuff. That'll be happening eventually. Don't be, yep. don't be needy. Don't be so in a hurry. Subscribe um, to Rational Passage Presents feed. In, in yes, it's a good feed to listen to just in general. Uh, by the time you listen to this next Friday or whatever, my review of Days Gone potentially might be live. Um, at the very least, it'll be being written by that point. Um, so be excited for that. It'll probably be good. Should you go on a lemon? Just guess. Um, apparently, Dreams video game that people can be playing right now. So go just play that. <laughs> that, really, that I, uh, I have nothing to say. Like Actually, go read my preview. Beta, yeah. Some. Go read my game. PAX West preview of Dreams. Where I was basically just like, I don't know what this is. Um, I, I want there to be a still feel in your future, Logan, that you can come on and have a good time and not talk about dreams at any point. <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> game. Like, what is it? Like, it's just a weird... It's, it's, it's haunted it's you weird, forever. It's in your head. It's a weird video. That and Red Dead, right? Yeah. Um, and then... So remake Red for... Dead 2 and Dreams in Logan's head. Just use that. <laughs> But if they do that, then I'll be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to do Let's Play on this. I'm going to do Let's Play of me playing Red Dead in Dreams. Um, and hating I'm just like, for, hating for 60 every hours. Yeah. Just hate, I'm not playing the whole game. I'm not doing that again. Oh, no, you're doing uh, the whole thing. Sure. It's that yeah, thing, too. Yeah, like, every now and again, I look at that thing like, man. I, t- I said this yesterday to Jared. It's like, man, I played that game for like 79 hours, and it just makes me bummed. I get bummed and be like, man, that's a bummer. Like, I just played that game for so long. Man, what a life I've lived. Yeah, right. Uh, so go check all that stuff out. Go check out yes. the best of the fashions. The written features are all very good. And go check out all of the good written content. We did so much shit at PAX East. If you ask one Jerk Green, it was too much. But what does he know? Yep. Anyway. Scott, what about you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. So look forward to that. Um, I'm getting some sort of weird echo from somewhere. I heard that for a second too. I think it's. I think we're good. I don't know where that's from because I have headphones plugged in. It was. It was the ghost of, uh, ghost of book club haunting us. Yeah. Ghost of book club's regrets. Yeah. Okay. I'm not hearing it anymore. Yeah, it's gone. I don't know what that was, but but yes, you can find me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. You can also find me occasionally popping in and blasting Mavericks over on uh, the IP Twitch at twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions. I don't know what that means. So look forward to busting. <laughs> Is that drugs? It's a, it's no. a Mega Man thing. Mega don't Man. worry about it, dude. Mavericks? Mavericks? Mega, Ma- Mega Man X, man. They're Mavericks. Uh, I don't know. I've only played Mega Man X the first one. Mega Man X the first. Yes. This time it's personal. Yeah. But yes, yeah, that's what this the robot Mavericks. masters are called. They're called Mavericks in the X. Oh, uh, that's dumb. They're just called robot masters still. I remember because they go like crazy. They go Maverick, like they go off the grid. But yes, you can find me there. Um, got a bunch of reviews edited that I just need to put out. I I went on kind of a writing binge last week, so I got yeah, you stuff. crushed it, man. I was reading some of your stuff. I got. I'm I got excited for. Lots I'm excited for, for people to be able to see your so stuff. So, yes, mm-hmm. check about those out coming up soon. And uh, in the meantime, check back next week for the edited version. If you didn't catch this uh, book club live, um, it will be up edited and looking super pretty with gameplay yeah. of uh, Bioshock Bioshock's playing in the background. And then uh, the following week, we'll be doing more of this with hey. talking about the next the next checkpoint. So look forward to that. 
But, uh, yeah, that will do it for us at Irrational Passions and Video Game Book Club. I want to thank everyone for stopping in and hanging out. Big thank you to Mr. Logan, Alex, and Mike hey. for playing Bioshock with us. And a special thanks to Logan for suggesting hey. it. I'm, I'm hey, noticing I'm getting my experience with these series just jumping into the second game. Did it with yeah, Space? Your, Did it with Bioshock? That's, that's going to be a thing now. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Thanks for stopping in, everybody, and we'll catch you all next time.